This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the May- uh, Sorgatron Media Studio here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is a show where we talk with uh, people in and around independent professional wrestling. And this is a panel episode. And I'm going to tell you that we've been prepping, quote, for the last 40 minutes talking about Tim Burton movies. Uh, but uh, check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, IndieWrestling.us. We have uh, plenty of interviews with people all around Indie Wrestling, including individual interviews with most of the people on the panel here tonight that you can go look them up over on those sites and uh, check them out in action over there at IndieWrestling.us and other uh, chats we have, including the Wrestling Mayhem Show, uh, Mayhem Underground, and so much more at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Hit us up, good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, 412-206-WMS0. And let us know uh, anybody you think we should be talking to on the show. We like uh, taking any requests because there's a whole wide world of independent wrestling. And we do uh, like to discover some new talent out there that you guys think that uh, would be worth talking to or, or topics for shows like we're doing today uh, as well. So, um, so with us today, we got a whole panel. We got a whole panel. And this was the uh, I, I think this is a discussion that we started. Uh, Marcus Mann with us today. Oh hey! Uh, hi! Hey! Is that my <laughs> camera? Yeah, that, yeah, that's your camera over there. What's going on? Uh, we 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 had a conversation about like doing a panel on intergender wrestling because that's a pretty hot topic these days. Yeah, I had uh, before our last show at Rise, uh, I had tweeted out a thing about um, talking about it, or uh, just because it's become uh, to the forefront a lot more. Uh, especially uh, wrestling Twitter has brought in a lot of intergender stuff, uh, like the subset of Twitter that gets really into it. Um, and then after uh, All In happened and the praise of the Battle Royal mm-hmm. and Jordan Grace and what mm-hmm. had gone on there, uh, you and I just kind of got to a point where we're like, we need to just kind of have this discussion and do this. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we put the call out and we have a fantastic panel. Uh, first of all, the newbie that's wondering what the hell she got into tonight from the last 40 minutes of not wrestling talk. Emily Fear is joining us of the uh, Talking Honor podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, uh, tell us a little background. Uh, what, what you guys do over there? Um, well, I'm on the uh, Pro Wrestling Torch podcast about Ring of Honor, Talking Honor. And I also am on a couple, couple of other like PW Torch spinoff podcasts um, intermittently. But yeah, so we just cover Ring of honor and ring of honor related things like all in which i was at and got to see jordan mm-hmm. grace kick some serious ass and a lot of other intergender wrestling moments too so mm-hmm. but yeah so we cover the weekly television episodes for roh and the pay-per-views and all the other goings on in that universe awesome awesome i can't wait to hear your opinions and also we have uh sharing a microphone uh the the new podcast tag team of jinx and honey i almost called you honey bear that's your team <laughs> <laughs> And Honey Badger and Jinx are joining us as well to wrestlers that both belong to intergender tag teams at Rise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. And, and we say kind of kind of have matching hair color and everything. It's it's weird. It's like they it's like they. <laughs> 
We're just one now. Just one now, yes. So thank you guys for joining us. And again, this is a conversation we've had um, between this podcast and the Wrestling Mayhem Show uh, over the years. I think the earliest recollection I have is is uh, we we chatted with Darcy Dixon because there was a little of controversy around the the original uh, uh, Na- National Pro Wrestling Day. Um, because there was a tag team match with her and Thunder Kitty and um, a couple, I can't remember, I know one was the former Ego Fantastico um, and it was one of those like giant Jack 6'4 guys like ended up just beating up all the girls and it got, it felt kind of uncomfortable and I had a discussion with her about that and like kind of where intergender wrestling was at the time and of course since we've had Lucha Underground and we've seen it on this kind of bigger stage uh, as well, like how do you guys feel about, you know, Marcus, I think we got a little bit uh, from your introduction as well. Um, uh, let's go to... to, to um, any, I need a combined word for Jinx and Honey Badger right now since they're on the same microphone. <laughs> let's, get, I mean, let's, let's talk to you guys that are doing this right now. You know, what, what are your experiences out there being part of this? Well, I would like to preface it with the fact that I understand that there are people that dislike women's wrestling and the fact that they dislike the concept of like a domestic abuse situation or something like that. I never want to shame anyone for disliking it for like being upset by something like that. But I also think that people that just see it as that haven't seen it put on correctly. They've just seen it Mm. put on in a term where it's just like, really uncomfortable. And unfortunately, like maybe those are the ones that make the rounds on social media. Like, look at this. Where it's just like uncomfortable. Mm. But Yes, I do understand that some people dislike it in the fact that they just don't mm. like uh, seeing like a sort of like domestic violence situation. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it can be put on in so many different ways than just that. What you, Badger? Yeah, I'm not as sympathetic. Um, <laughs> so I'm really sorry for... Um, all the veterans that I, I, of course, have respect for, but are going to be um, probably writing an angry, vague post tomorrow. But um, my thing is you can't uh, pick and choose. Um, I am obviously a big fan of intergender wrestling. Um, it's one of the only reasons I've got many opportunities that I have, so maybe I'm a little biased. Um, but as someone, and this is not like a, uh, a poor me segment, but as a victim, I don't even like using that word, but as someone who's experienced domestic violence and domestic abuse, um, I, I think you're picking and choosing where you want to see it. And mm-hmm. I think it's a, a way, there's more layers to it than that, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, um, I need a good uh, argument, I should say, yeah. about why. Like, why you are so anti. Like, it, it needs to be a very good backed-up argument. That's just me. But Yeah, and I, like, so on on my end, as someone who's booked intergender matches, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to talk about individuals that I've had conversations with, because that's private, private conversations that I've had with people. But I, some of the gist that I've had of people that have not wanted to do it, uh, and this is both, you know, uh, male wrestlers and female wrestlers who have, who have been on this end of, of, you know, maybe that's just not my thing or something I don't want to do, um, is people that some have come from homes that have had domestic violence. And, and they have had that kind of trouble making that transition of being in the ring and doing that. And so on my end, it has been a kind of a, 
I don't, I, I wouldn't punish anyone for not doing it. Now, normally in wrestling, like, and this is just, uh, you guys know from working with me as well, like, I'm not a, like, a punishment type of guy when we book of, like, if you go, like, well, I'm not doing that. If there's a decent reason why we're not doing it, or if there's a de- decent reason why you're not doing that, I'm not just going to be like, well, guess what? You're fired and get out or anything like that. Like, we'll have a conversation of why you're not doing it. So if you have a legitimate reason of, you know, I came from a home that, you know, this happened and I don't feel very comfortable with it, then I'm not going to force you to do it or force you to, you know, your job and somewhere you like working with, uh, you know, for our company just because it's something uh, that I think should be out there more or something that I want to promote as a product. So like I, it's, it's a little tougher on that end because you have to have that conversation kind of straight up with someone of like, Hey, we want to do intergender. Are you going to be okay with it? So that's kind of the first level of it that I've had a few bumps in the road. Uh, Emily, what's been your perspective on this? Um, you know, a, as you know, a fan and, and kind of commentator on wrestling, watching this uh, kind of develop. Well, I absolutely love intergender wrestling, so I'm kind of like the automatically biased because um, I grew up when I was like an adolescent. Like I was an adolescent during the height of the Attitude Era, so so much of wrestling was definitely not for people like me mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know chubby like 11 year old girls ha- didn't have a whole lot of access to that especially if you didn't have like a you know older brother or like a, a wrestling mentality in the household so but then there was this woman who could beat anyone up and that was china and being able to see her not just have like intergender matches but actually have like really decent ones mm-hmm. and like decent storylines where she had like alliances with dudes and like she fought dudes, but like it wasn't all just like sleazy stuff and then getting a little older and losing touch with wrestling and then coming back to it and finding like finding like jazz from ECW and finding like other like women who really were doing that stuff in main in more mainstream wrestling outlets before I even delved into what was available on the indie scene. So you know, I'm very, very pro intergender wrestling. I think it offers a ton of narrative possibilities for female wrestlers, for male wrestlers. I think it a lot of times people tend to focus on the wrong aspects of it, like, oh, it's it's unrealistic. Uh have you never seen a junior weight take on a heavyweight wrestler? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what's the difference between watching a heavyweight take on Rey Mysterio and watching like a bulky mm-hmm. dude like Brian Cage take on a woman like Jordan Grace? Have y'all yeah. seen Marco Stunt? <laughs> right i've had i've used this analogy before and i was because i think people always go like man you want a match i'd love to see is daniel bryan versus brock lesnar and people are like that'd be an amazing match and i said well, what makes that different what than ma- seeing like a dude wrestling i said which, which exactly. is more unrealistic as far as a matchup mm-hmm. daniel bryan versus brock lesnar or seth rollins versus charlotte flair right which is actually more unrealistic Mm-hmm. of a fight well i mean i think you, you can boil that down to just what we saw from a brock lesnar and aj styles yeah because i think it played exactly the same way as you know any of those other brock lesnar versus brian or anybody else scenarios yeah, yeah. and I, I, you look at you know what seth rollins and charlotte have done uh as far as uh, uh athleticism and things like that i think they're more on par than I've watched Big Show versus Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you've watched Nash versus Mysterio. You've watched these types of giant versus little guy matches. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, Rey Mysterio has the heart to do it. And it's like, it's the same story, really. Exactly. That's just what I was going to say. It's no, it's the same story that's been told over and over. It's the David and Goliath. The only difference is it's a woman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're going to be like, oh, nope, stop. 
can't have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What tickles me, or what, I, probably that sounds too nice, like what irks me, honestly, is that so many of the people who talk about who, you know, when intergender wrestling comes up and they're the ones who are like, well, but it promotes domestic violence. It doesn't. It doesn't promote it. Well, it doesn't. And also, how about focusing on all the realms of wrestling culture and and culture at large mm-hmm. and wrestling that do, like, promote in some way or another, like, you know, abuses and violence towards women? Like, there's been historically a ton. Intergender wrestling, where two performers, two professionals, like, take on this contract and do this together. It's promoting a female empowering herself to fight whoever the hell she wants. It's yeah. not like oh, we're just going to watch a dude beat the shit out of a woman for, like, however long this match is going to go on. Like, yeah, it's a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And so right? often and when it's these people who are, like, who bring up the domestic violence, like, that's the only time they ever talk about that type of thing yeah. in exactly. any form. Like, your outrage is, that's what I was, be, like, you're, you, you're being very selective about your outrage. Like, mm-hmm. if you're saying that um, a woman and a man in a wrestling ring is promoting domestic violence, then you better be also talking about how like two people of color is promoting, you know, like racial violence or do you know what right. I mean? Like yeah. your mm-hmm. outrage mm-hmm. better be what? across the board, and, and not selective. And there's a lot of old timey wrestlers. And, I'm not, and this isn't a like, let's tear down the old generation because they've done some great stuff and they've done some pretty terrible stuff. But a lot of the old timey wrestlers, they'll say that's a big go to of like it promotes domestic violence or violence against mm-hmm. women. But like, I grew up in an era as well, like Attitude Era, but specifically in independent wrestling in that, you know, early 2000s uh, was, um, and you know who would be great to have on here and she couldn't come on is Morgan. Uh, Morgan uh, Rockefeller, who uh, has managed with me and is one of my favorite people in the world, uh, wrestled in that independent era. And she was, you know, one of those women that was attractive and so she was eye candy and she was bad and it was like women like uh morgan and crystal frost and these types of women that the end of the shows would be uh bad guys do bad guy stuff Mm -hmm. good guys make the save they grab the bad girl manager pull her in the ring everyone goes ape shit and then they spank her and you go how is that or even like not I, pro- you know promoting sexism and violence against women, yeah. and domestic violence situations. But a woman, you know, uh, Badger or James getting in the ring. You know, we had Badger versus Bulk Nasty, mm-hmm. and it was one of the like most liked things that we've ever posted on our social media because of that. You're telling me that that promotes violence against women more than grabbing a girl and spanking her in the middle of the ring for the pleasure of a crowd? That's that's crazy to me. That mm-hmm. mentality that's still there. Like, I wish I would have had the empowerment and the confidence in myself, like, as a as a fighter that I did, like, going toe-to-toe with Bulk Nasty. I wish I, w- I wish I would have been that person, you know, almost 10 years ago, like, when my ex-boyfriend was beating me up to the point we were on the news. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean when you have to, like, understand. And I'm not saying, like... You know, I'm not saying that everyone deals with their trauma differently. So I am not discounting, like, if you are a female and you are not comfortable getting in the ring with a man, good. Like, stand up for yourself and speak up. Um, but I'm just saying that, again, I, I think the kind of circling back, like I said, there's no different story that we're telling. Um, I, I think it's honestly just a... I hate to sound so <laughs> so liberal, but, like, it's, it's totally the... Um, 
fragile male ego of like, what is the difference between me taking a spot and one of the boys taking a spot? Mm-hmm. Like that's the difference, and it's obvious that's where your mindset is. Yeah, to me anyway. We had a. Uh, I was listening to a podcast recently uh, on because I just did remix, um, and it's one of my favorite shows. And the guys were saying this from two fans in the crowd, and they do a really cool podcast. It's called um, uh, Road Home from Wrestling. They're they're good kids. Uh, they do a podcast where they go to a wrestling show and then literally their drive home, they just podcast while they're driving home straight from the show. It's kind of an interesting concept. And they're talking about it because um, we had done Team Storm there and Morgan was managing. And uh, they said that there was this guy in front of the entire time and he kept calling Morgan Red because he didn't know her name because she has red hair and had red trunks. And he was like, she's going to get hers. Like, they're going to get her. She's going to get hers. Mm-hmm. And this like aggressiveness of this like feeling of this woman is getting involved and is ruining things and someone better get her. It was a weird vibe to me. And I, and then like, I've never understood that because like, I just my wrestling fandom is very different than anyone else's wrestling fandom. Uh, cause I'm, a, I was like the dude who just sat there with his arms crossed. I was like, mm, your footwork sucks. I was like a really <laughs> shitty wrestling fan. Um, so you like, I never guy. got into it like that, but this guy was just so vehemently angry about her and I feel like that, like you said, that that toxicity can come out in a match where it's mm-hmm. like this woman is ruining my male wrestling my male thing that I time. want, yeah. you know? And I just, I don't get that. If the quality is the quality, then yeah. what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? I mentioned a little bit in the, in the when we're uh, spinning this up, you know, this is something that is being presented on a bigger stage with Lucha Underground. Um, and I think they're the only major group that's doing it. Yeah. But again, it's something of somebody that's like really kind of setting their own rules, uh, on that show and, and mm-hmm. everybody's treated the same. Uh, uh, and they do great with it. They I do think great. the way yeah. that yeah. they do it is phenomenal. And the fact that I, there's never been a time in Lucha Underground where they're like, it's a woman getting mm-hmm. in the ring with yeah. a man. It's yeah. like two rest. It's not an intergender wrestling match. Either. Mm-hmm. It's just. A wrestling match. Two right. competitors. You don't have to like- Two competitors. Yeah. 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 Even to the point that Sexy Star, uh, despite whatever happened in Mexico, uh, was the the first you know major yeah. champion of a, of a group like that. Yeah. If, so. if Lucha Underground wouldn't have done what they did, Rise wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I that gives you a license credit. at that point. Yeah. It trickles down. It, it does because I will say this: whenever like Rise existed before I got there. And when I got there, it was one of the mandates that I wanted to bring in. And it's Brandon still in the chat room. Brandon's still in the chat room. Yeah, I think he is. I will say Brandon was hesitant at first. And he was like, do you think because in the area we run, because we run a very rural community down in Connellsville, do you think this is going to turn the audience off? And does this very business mind a model? And I said, I don't think so. I said, I want you to go home and watch Lucha Underground. And he watched the first season in like a sitting. Like he just was like, just, you know what I mean? Just binged it and was like, and texted me and goes like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what I want out of the product. If we do it like this, yes. This I haven't seen my first murder yet in Rise Wrestling, but... (laughs) And and we we actually have kind of a murder counter on the Mayhem okay. Underground podcast right. at this point. So <laughs> we'll get there. I'll get there. By the way, call me up whenever you do the sweet like twelve minute fight scene like uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I would love to do that. Oh, jeez, I would love to do that on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, everybody's just gonna sit there for twelve so minutes. 
but no, like if and, and your point is, is like it does trickle down, mm-hmm. but I think it's trickling up as well. Yeah. In mm-hmm. a weird way in that because it's because you've seen it more in the indies and because I think they've signed more women to yeah. the NXT product mm-hmm. that have done it. That yeah. is starting yeah. to trickle up because like when you sign Candice LeRae, you know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, Heidi yeah. Too. Heidi as well. Yeah. Ruby Riot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even to that, I uh, watched the Mixed Mac Challenge the other day, and they actually did. You They're know, so close. now now it's yeah, yeah I know right because <laughs> so it's still mixed tag team. It's still guys against guys, girls yeah. against girls. I haven't watched. Are they good? Because mixed tag is like a hard story it is. to tell. It is. It's been it's, it's been fun. To, dr- but there was a point drawn, where like, like they had the the guys and girls swap and put finishers on the yeah. other person, right? Which, you know, they're begging off because, like, you're not supposed to do that. It's a mixed tag, not your gender, right? Um, so, like, again, it's like, it's kind of baby steps, yeah. right, towards that. You know, I, we don't have anybody as, well, okay, so we do actually, uh, probably to a point, have somebody as imposing as China, yeah. right? Uh, actually, it, well, Rhonda and Nia Jax. Yeah. Did, didn't, did Nia pop up in a Royal Rumble yet? No. Was it? it was, no. Say, okay. Um, we got yeah, Beth Phoenix, you mm-hmm. know, as well, the years that. ago. Uh, so like, there's always been that little bit, and I'm sure that was a hard sell every time they got that through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I, WWE is always interesting, and, and I I defend the WWE in this way of it's 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 an audience of one. Mm-hmm. It really is just what does Vince like, right? And if Vince likes it, it goes on TV. And you can criticize what Vince likes. But what Vince likes is generate the most money in the history of professional wrestling. So it's kind of like one of those things of like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they're going to get there sooner rather than later. I think Ronda is the the gateway drug back mm-hmm. to being an indigender. I think she's the one that's going to break the barrier. Then we'll I thought get we were going to see it at WrestleMania. I yeah. thought it, when she put Triple H up on yeah. her shoulders, was so I was close. like, I was like, so this is close. it. This is totally the. I yeah, I agree. Honestly, so yeah, it's absolutely. I don't follow WWE super closely. Um, I I've, don't either. It's just, I've seen too many people lose their minds about it. Um, so Yo, but, you listen to our Monday night show. <laughs> <laughs> but like the major moments, I have picked up on them. The mixed mm-hmm. match challenge, I always like kind of watch with a interest, just because I want to see how close they get. And it's like mm-hmm. they get so close that like, what's the point of even not going all mm-hmm. the way? Like you've already crossed that line. Just because they don't want an angry mom saying, "I'm yeah. not supporting your product, and I'm going to take my four four children home." Yeah. Who now yeah. I don't now instead of they now they've just lost five tickets mm-hmm. and they've lost. Five children's shirts mm. and collectors' cups. Like yeah. it's all monetary. It's, it is like, that it's not, like it's not million moms. Secret. You know, every yeah. letter is is assumed to be a million viewers. Type. Yeah, like, and, you know and this I mean? is uh, again. <laughs> I was talking to you some of you before about how I'm really excited about the latest He-Man documentary on Netflix, yeah. and they talk about exactly this in the cartoon realm, dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's there's you know, Shira came up, and there you know, the strong figures like Tila and everything, and what can they do? Can they like you know, beat up a, a, the the the, the bad guys in it and stuff like that? And that was a that was a big conversation. And again, on a thing they had like one of the first women uh, animators as well. That was a really big thing in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and, and that you know, remember it is a television broad something that battled with the parental television council back in the late nineties, early two thousands, around the Attitude Era. So like, there's a lot of sensitivity on that brand for them yeah. to do that. And they can't if they do it, they have to double, triple through a corporate entity, make sure they did it the right way. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I think so. It, and Vince is more he's 
less risk adverse when it's something he believes in. Right. And sometimes when he believes in something, it doesn't matter what the risks are, he's going right. to do it. Exactly. Vince McMahon will never believe in intergender. Um, he just is never going to do it. Step Stephanie yeah. will. Yeah. Eventually. I think Stephanie and Triple H will. Yeah. And they're poking at it. They're he poking never... at it. They're they're pushing it through. They're doing it in little bits this, and pieces. This is the guy who thought that uh, women fighting the UFC would crush the UFC. Yeah. The women punching, yeah. no one would. And now that. we got Ronda. Yeah. Right. Now Ron Rounds is in um, his company. I have some uh, comments from the chat. I want to make sure we yes. get in there. So it's part of the conversation here a little bit. Uh, we do. Well, first of all, Danielle loves uh, Honey Badger's hair. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mambo waved. Hi, Mambo. <laughs> uh justin's in there uh, it says uh um that's what i've always loved about mexico and uh japan intergender wrestling uh man or woman i hold on the rest of the message is over here for some reason um man or woman they all uh, uh showcase as equals i feel that the girl uh busts their ass just as hard as anyone of the men and it's a, a great way to showcase both Absolutely. yeah so i mean it's the other thing like you guys train together yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've seen like classes yeah, where there's one more woman in the class. She's not I there did. wrestling herself trying to figure out how it works. James, you were, you were the only woman in your class, weren't you? I was one of two. Uh, oh, Kate, I, or Kate, was Katie the other one? She was, but she also, um, I'll move this over. But, um, <laughs> uh, she. <laughs> Sorry, mic problems. <laughs> no, uh, she was in my class, but she also was, I think she had a broken ankle for a little bit of the time. So right. there was a lot of time where I was mostly like just the only chick but like even when katie was there it was still like two girls in a class of like five or six guys yeah. and i can't just wrestle the same human being forever right. right i have to like uh yeah you have to go around and try things on every person and wrestle every human yeah being you're not gonna basically. face a girl that is katie's height and weight class every single time exactly yeah, that too yeah i'm uh, more likely to face like badger, were you the, oh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to oh, no. i bet were you the only girl in your class weren't you sort of when i started i believe i was um there there was one girl but she was very like oh, in yeah. and out i remember that girl. um the only the only one who was consistent was actually Laura Loveless. So yeah. me and her worked very closely together, which I was very fortunate. And then I thought Laura it was, was after you. That's weird, crazy. She was after me, but that's what I mean. Like out of all the women who okay. came through the school, um, the Laura was saved. yeah. Laura was the one who like stuck through it okay. and everything. And then unfortunately, um, me and London got to work together. London Ali got to work together a little bit, but it was kind of that thing where. Um, where the training facility was at that time okay. under Brandon K. I was, I had one foot out the door and London was coming in. Yeah. So it was kind of that thing of like, we passed each other on our way out. Um, another like unfortunate um, thing. But at the same time, yeah, like I trained with all dudes. Like I trained with Duke Davis. Yeah. <laughs> like I took moves from Duke Davis. That's what I mean. Like, hey, for those though, no, Duke Davis is, what is he? Um, six, six, five? Six, six, five, six, right. six, uh, and that's it feels like he's thing. a foot taller than me, and I'm six four sometimes. So. Like I, I've gotten in the ring with people like Duke and Bulk, and I have never been like in fear for my life or in mm. fear for my safety. And that's that's one of the things too with intergender wrestling. It's like I, as a wrestler, like I'm not even saying it was like a woman with any opponent. It's my responsibility to stand up and say I'm not comfortable wrestling this person. Absolutely. And I think that goes with like other women too. Like yeah. you. 
you know, and any, I really, in any wrestler in general, like if you're not comfortable with the situation for any reason, if you don't speak up, then that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you, woman. yeah, if you get hurt in a match because you got in there with someone who either doesn't know what they're doing is under the influence or just, it's not safe. Then again, that's on you. So that's also where like, as, as the, wrestlers like we have to take just as much responsibility as the promoter like the promoter is supposed to make sure that the story works and hopefully we get paid and oh, hey, make right, sure right. yeah i'm just saying <laughs> no no that wasn't a dig at, no that wasn't a dig at you right, that was right. like across the board hey, we all know on. how that that's another thing i'm sure we'll get into but that's a different podcast yeah but that's what i mean is like we we have just as much responsibility about those situations than than everybody else involved in that does yeah. too uh, another comment from Edric Everhart oh, of, the, boy, Eddie. of the System Elite is in the chat room. It says, no one complains when uh, Wonder Woman or other women uh, superheroes uh, uh, beat up men. Oh, no one, no yeah. one complains about films and movies in general when a, a fight with a woman and a man happens. Um, and, and, you know, again, not today. Yeah. Um, these are arguments that happened 30 years ago, yeah. of course. You know, while we were just talking about the He-Man issues and everything well, like that. Even just getting, so, you know, Wonder Woman off the ground was oh, tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for for you know, a, a, a Hollywood definitely thought a movie starring a woman directed by a woman wouldn't make money today. Today, today, I mean, we're talking, last year, we're talking yeah, not yeah. long ago. I mean, like if you remember the the Sony hacks, mm-hmm. um, one of the big things that Sony had released was that um, when they were talking to Marvel about like they didn't want to make movies with women because they just didn't think they would sell. Like that, because that, that was stuff like the, um, like the black hat movies and things yeah. like that under the Spider-Man properties. Right. Uh, that, and then Cloak when, and uh, when they're talking about a black widow movie, black like, widow, between, yeah. between the Marvel universe and they were communicating about it. They would just, they, this is, I mean, we're talking in the last couple of years that there's still this kind of stigma, even when you had these, you know, uh, movies like, um, bridesmaids and train wreck. And, um, what was the, uh, Stuff like uh, Atomic Blonde Atomic coming Blonde, out, so, which is around the same time, um, but still. I was gonna say the I was, what's the the other Scarlett Johansson action film? It's not Scarlett Johansson, but Hancock's a good example. Yeah, of a dude and so a dude like, and a, a, a woman going at it who are in even a like Mr. Mrs. Smith yeah. was a yeah. very big success. Yeah, and a really good yeah. movie, by the way. Mr. Mrs. Smith is an underrated movie. It's the uh, uh, Angela Jolie, uh, Brad Pitt uh, oh, spy yeah. genre. It's a really good movie, actually. Um, I can't remember who directed it, but it was very good. Uh, circling back. Um, Probably not Tim Burton. <laughs> Just not Tim Burton. Not Tim. Please not Tim Burton. No. Um, Sorry. But no, in Hollywood, and I've, I've said before, like when you watch, uh, I think it's Iron Man 2, when Scarlett Johansson shows up, and she like beats up like 19 Special Forces agents yeah. dudes, and everyone goes like, man, she looked awesome. And it's like, yeah, but like yeah. you don't believe a girl punching a dude in the face in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where my, like, my disbelief is no longer We're literally suspended. superheroes. That's what we yeah. do. We fight in costumes yeah. for like the entertainment <laughs> of others. That's yeah. like, yeah. there's no difference. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm biting people. You're gonna tell yeah. me that like <laughs> where's the disconnect? Yeah, you're you're like growling and biting people and yeah. But that's a good point. Like that's what I was getting at earlier, where you're outraged, like the same guys getting on there and posting like, I do not support this, this supports domestic violence. Like, you better never buy a Marvel ticket. Yeah. Because if you're not gonna believe like all that, like if you're okay with like Wonder Woman, like running out on the battlefield mm-hmm. and like deflecting all these bullets that men are shooting at her, like how does that, like let's talk about like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like there's so many other layers. It's you're being selective with your outrage so that you can kind of come out 
about what a sexist you are. Yeah. That's really well, that's, where mine is. Like, uh, I'm not even going to, like, think, sugarcoat it. I think, it seemed, like, uh, hashtag edgy. Was like, it Joey Ryan had the line, like, um, if you're not for inter- intergender wrestling, you're basically saying that women can't even be fake equal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Thank exactly. you. That's wow. a perfect. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's a perfect. It's true. Yeah. Like, you can't, they're not allowed to be fake equal. Like, even in a fake even sport where everything's predetermined and it's phony, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're not even allowed to be equal there. Yeah. He's like, had a lot of... <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. no, no, go ahead. Oh, well, he's had a lot of really good points um, uh, that he's made about intergender wrestling in the past year. And one of the things I really enjoy is that he keeps coming back to the fact that, like, it's not a real universe. No. It's a wrestling universe. And we yeah. accept certain, like, bends on reality. A lot of them, intergender wrestling, the least of them, he he comes back to, if you believe the Irish whip yeah. is an effective move. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And yet the idea of, like, a woman fighting a man in this way is unrealistic to you, then you are mis- you are have a fundamental misunderstanding of pro wrestling. Like the same people that say that they hate intergender wrestling are probably the same people that love seeing Joey Ryan flip people with his dick. Yeah. yeah. So right. where's the disconnect? Or maybe they're the yeah. same people who don't like seeing Joey yeah. Ryan flip people with his dick. And yes. it's like they like haven't they need to be serious business all the time. Yeah, and they haven't learned to just say it's not my thing. Yeah, like it's yeah, not my thing. That's true. That's a good. Like point. I always come back to this in conversations about wrestling in general. Is just like wrestling is an ecosystem. It's got a lot of different like a lot yeah. of different types of of you know there's wetlands and drylands and grasslands <laughs> and mountains. Like it's an ecosystem, and that like not every like climate, not every zone region is going to be for every person. Just because yeah. you don't like Monet doesn't mean it's not art. Right? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Brother. One of the things I, like, I did want to get, like, because um, whenever I, I convinced Badger to come back to wrestling, one of the big things I wanted <laughs> like to do. Like every week, you mean? Yeah. Uh, was um, one of the, I think we talked about, you were still hurt at the time, was doing a tag team with you and Keith. Um, that was one of the first things I wanted to do at Rise. Like, when I, when they, like, Brandon was like, you're taking over. You're in the book. That was one of the first things I wanted to do. And one of the things that reasons I wanted to do it um, isn't just for the intergender aspect where I thought it was interesting. Uh, I thought they would they'd have good chemistry as teammates and in ring chemistry as well. My big point was uh, women like Jinx and Badger and Laura is another very, very good example. Um, come out of these wrestling schools, okay? And when intergender isn't allowed to you, you only have to fight the same amount of women, okay? Mm-hmm. And so your opportunities are less and less. And so the on the flip side, when we graduate a male student, one of the first things you do with them is to, to get them ready is to put them in a tag team with a veteran. Mm-hmm. And that lets them experience being in the ring a little bit, have that coach out there that can say, like, what are you doing? Now is your time. Okay, go, don't go, that type of stuff in the ring. And it really, really helps uh, performers get better. And I found that with women, that wasn't happening because we didn't have any veteran women around Mm -hmm. because the wrestling schools, uh, if we churned out any woman that was, you know, good, immediately was getting going to Ring of Honor or Impact or getting out of here very, very fast because their success had piled up so quickly. So when, you know, girls come out of training like you guys, there's no veterans for you guys to no. take you under your wing that are women. So why not just put them with men who can do that? Absolutely. It's the same thing. So Keith is a, a guy who's been wrestling for eight, nine years, you know, He's a phenomenal tag partner. He loves mm-hmm. intergender wrestling. 
And so the first thing I do is like, okay, we'll put Badger, who's coming off an injury, has probably some, you know, has to get back in the flow of things, things like that. We'll put her in the tag, and it's just like treating her the same way I would treat anyone off an injury who's who needs that type of stuff. I, I like it has helped develop our talent mm-hmm. significantly better, in my opinion. And that helps bring up a point of like it makes me so irritated when it's like you're in an area where there is only the same like five women at the most mm-hmm. where sure you've had a bunch of matches but you've wrestled the same exact person and mm-hmm. like other promoters and like people on the internet are going to be like oh that chick sucks that chick sucks how am i going to get better if i'm not allowed to wrestle anyone but the same one or two yeah. people yeah. every time I wrestle. And, and we've seen every configuration of the girls in the area. Like, exactly. Like, I'm literally seeing it uh, bookended weekends of literally the same match. Yeah. It's you know. literally painful. Yeah. Like, yeah. it hurts me yeah. <laughs> because it's so stressful because I'm like, I feel like not only are you selling your talent short, but mm-hmm. you're selling your crowd short of something that they could be seeing in the fact that, like, especially females have an opportunity to showcase themselves as so much more, but we're all held back because it's the easy thing to do. It's just like, let's have these girls wrestle 14 million times. And a lot of times, you know, when I, when I have, have you guys on, you know, I, I, I often ask about, you know, what, what is kind of the state of women's wrestling out there these days, you know, and, and trying to get a temperature on what's going on. And it, you're still seeing that, hey, there's the one women's match and, you know, on, on a yeah. card or something like that. And that's one it's thing I observe. The yeah, ladies match. I was just going to say, like, in, like, <laughs> big letters, like, the, a women's match. And in women's action, as in, like... Here's lady action like, like why am i advertised the same way like wolf boy at, <laughs> like fish man like at the carney festival well, like two headed goat have you guys have you guys had have you heard the ring announcer say before a women's match like now something for the gentleman in the audience yes, <laughs> that's I, the I one have not, no. but I, I've heard like a fantastic women's match and i'm like wink, can wink. it just be the next contest is scheduled for one fall like why do we got to be like Oh, like, let me unfasten my belt because it's a ladies' match. Like, get out of here. Like, I'm like calm down. I don't want to go to whatever show that is. <laughs> now something further. But then I want you to, before every single, like, male match, I want you to be like, now something for the ladies. <laughs> look, and Ryan look, look, and here's the thing. Is I'm In not going to. sausage fest. Like, get out of here. Like, I'm not no. going to pretend that wrestling uh, and I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette here, like wrestling is a looks-based business. I'm not going to suggest that there's not a, the, not a sexual connotation with wrestling, both for men and women. Uh, I know women that go to wrestling because the guys are attractive. Yeah. They're very in shape. I know guys that go to wrestling to see in-shape women. So there's part of it. I know that there's guys that go for the in-shape guys as well. Like, and women that's that go also for the in-shape women. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. part of it. That's always going to be part of it. So, like, I do get that putting attractive people on your posters is part of that and selling it because you are selling a a weird fantasy in a certain way. Like, even the best, like, 
like Wonder Woman is a great example, and we keep using her. But like, even Wonder Woman was definitely a, a comic book about like something bonded. It was about a bondage well, fantasy. Really, yeah, yeah, I mean that was that was literally <laughs> the the creator of yeah. Wonder Woman literally had that in his life. Yeah. That was yeah. his yeah. deal. That's Wonder Woman was an externalization of all of that yeah. in a fascinating way. <laughs> it really is. So like, I like what he loved about his mom and about what he loved about women in a Q. very weird fact. Yeah, cute. And it was a lot about breaking chains and bondage and a lasso that makes people tell the truth it's a very bondage specific superhero oh, a, bo- a, a lasso that makes you tell the truth yeah. right <laughs> so like there is in any that of that fantasy even like everything like uh, game of thrones is a great example of a show that's a very fantasy based show that's very yeah. sexual in yeah. its way and women want to see kid harrington with his shirt off and guys want to see uh amelia clark in her butt like that's part of you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's part of that culture. So like, I'm not saying that, that, that doesn't, isn't going to be part of it and we should like ignore yeah. it. But there is that type of like, yeah, blend them when women are on the show, guys are like guys or women are going to park up and go like, Oh, okay, here we go. Like it's, it's something special. Like we talk about, especially with like booking and stuff. Like I hate saying this to women sometimes and I feel terrible when I do, but like, if you're the only woman on the show, I often say like, man, guys stay safe out there because you're going to be over no matter what. Like, when you're that different on a show, mm-hmm. you're going to be over. So just stay safe. You don't have to do anything crazy. Can I also like, say, uh, Big Rig Jason Tyler just messaged me and said, you guys just ruined Wonder Woman for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Sorry. Ruined or, or um, completely made it be- I mean, even better. That's fair, too. Come on. It could be something like you're just visiting a whole new world. Just, it's just opened up your third eye. Somebody, just, just somebody is gonna go rent Wonder Woman again, and and they play it down it. in the movie. Oh, yeah, they they do. Do. Oh, Read yeah. Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman. It's, watch, watch the TV show. Honestly, oh god, the, yeah. the original TV show is way more faithful to that specific <laughs> realm. And that's a lot of that is now available. The DC Universe yeah. just did a thing and has all that old stuff, including the original pilot. And there's anyway. a different podcast now. Um, um, so I want to touch on, and, and and maybe you guys can help me as a writer. Okay. So, as a writer, I'm I'm definitely in a male voice in my process. This this is just is a brainstorming session for you too. Please, okay. No, and here's something that I've struggled with, and I actually had really really long talks with Kelly Klein about this. And Kelly is uh, one of the sweetest, nicest, I love Kelly. wonderful people mm-hmm. I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's killing it in Japan right now. Uh, so shout out to Kelly. Um, when we book intergender, uh, predominantly. It is a baby-faced woman versus a heel male. It has been harder to book a heel woman versus a baby-faced man. And yeah. I have not found the formula yet uh, to make that story work in a way that the crowd gets behind the crowd easily gets behind a jinx or badger hot tag and they come in and they start rocking guys and girls and there's no sorts of problems there the opposite when a woman starts getting heat on the guy and then he has to like rock her back the crowd feels uncomfortable i've never been able to figure out how to do that Mm -hmm. so like i'll open up if you guys have ideas please share them with me because i'm an idiot in that respect like i'm trying to learn as i go as how to do this as well 
it's it's a little part of the the, the area that's been tougher. And, and has there been any examples? Like, has Lucha been doing that to any great effect? Really, when you think uh-huh. about it, like I, I all I, I can know. think of is like Eva's Lee matches or tag teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you have your Mariposas and your um 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 Cobra Moons in there, mm-hmm. but I can't think of anything predominantly they've done. There's a match. Um, Beyond Wrestling did an all intergender card in April over WrestleMania weekend, lit yeah. up. So every match was an inter- intergender match. So they had to like get creative about mm-hmm. it because like you don't want to just see that same repetition. So there were a lot of good tags. There were a lot of good singles matches. A really great one between Jonathan Gresham and Karen Q. That was really mm-hmm. great technical wrestling. I love Jonathan Gresham. And, and so I much. yeah I love both of them. So like it's cool. yeah it was, it's great too. yeah. Jonathan Gresham is two feet tall. It is all he's green screen. It's all tall. green screen. It's yes, crazy. You, you don't know you don't know the post production. This is why I can't do a live eye pay per view with. Yeah. yeah. But so that match is really great because there isn't like a straight up heel face dynamic there. Okay. There's a lot of like yeah. technical yeah. wrestling happening there. But there is a match early on in the card between Josh Briggs and oh, it feels so bad for getting her name. I'm afraid I'm going to get the wrong one. Davianne? Mm. I know who you're talking about. Okay. So early on in the match, and it does help that they're kind of physically like they are physically uh, okay. comparable. Um, she is like kind of taunting him in a way and like kind of pushing him and like getting the like yelling at the crowd. And she clearly plays a heel just in general. Um, it works really well to put a guy like Josh into a more face territory, even though Josh Briggs is usually not total face. So, uh, yeah, it, it works. It does. Um, when he has to like push back and fight back, the crowd is with him. Yeah. And it's not like it doesn't feel icky. Because, like, she's been harassing, like, everybody. She's at the crowd. She's at him. So everybody's like, it's okay. It. He's taking on the heel. He's, like, he's getting his come, he's getting comeuppance because, like, she's just, she's been taunting him and, and mm. harassing him and bothering the whole time. Basically, the women has to be that bad. Not yeah. not in a, like, like the guy that made you feel uncomfortable or, right. or a remix, but, like, in a, yeah, yeah, no, she kind of deserves this at this yeah, point, it's right? a certain amount of and I, and I think there's a, yeah. there's a seal breaking that you have to do. And right. once yeah. you see it and once you're, like, Okay, that's what they did. Yeah. It can then generally start to happen that's more. That's the problem is if you want to build up a story and you want to build up that payoff when, you know, the mm. the heel female finally gets pie-faced or, yeah. you know, something like that, you're going to have to, unfortunately, which is so funny, like, we're so afraid of intergender wrestling, <laughs> but, like, what I'm about to bring up is going to make so many people uncomfortable. Like, you have to bring up, like, the woman being the meddling, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, screwing over the guy almost like um they kind of started touching on this like way back when the whole um i hate bringing him up because you're gonna call me a mark but with the whole aj lee daniel yeah. bryan uh mm-hmm. cm punk storyline yeah. thing where she was just like making out with another dude and yeah. like interfering and then like when she got caught she was all upset yeah. like that's the problem is you're going to have to test the waters that, and it is like risky. Like you're going to have to risk yeah. like, okay, because she's literally only going to, she's going to play like only a couple roles. Um, she's going to be the slut. Yeah. who's starting stuff between like the Which tag team that everybody loves mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone just wants to see her again. It's that buildup of, she's going to have to be so conniving. We're just like, do, you know, like shitty ex-girlfriend things yeah. that that's going to be the buildup. I, lo- I, that is like the one character I have so wanted to avoid. Exactly. I, yeah, I, shitty and, I, and I remember a story, and I, again, private, I won't say names, um, of a girl who trained here. Uh, this was a while ago. And she was coming out of school and was doing very good. And they were like, oh, we need to work on characters. We need to figure this out. And I was like, okay. 
and they go, okay, so um, whose girlfriend is she? Yeah. Whose girlfriend, on, who on the roster is Ew. she yeah. The, yeah. the girlfriend that's of? That's gross. And you go, that's not her character. Like, no. that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's the first thing you think of. Like, so, like, because, uh, like, Morgan, again, manages Pollock a lot. You know, we did for years. It's the yeah. remix. And the first thing is, like, well, that's his girlfriend, right? It's like, no. No. That, that just because she's with him doesn't automatically make that yeah. his girlfriend, which is a weird dynamic because for what, a hundred years, that's the way it was. Like that's the way we told stories and that's the way we did it. So like breaking that dynamic has been tough. I think we've, I've tried to do it a, with tag teams, with that type of stuff. It gives me flexibility to use heel women in a tag spot. Um, and, and, and so the tag intergender has been really great for rise just because it gives me flexibility. And so I can say to guys like, you don't have to bump the girl once yeah. if you don't want to, like, we'll find a creative way to make this work. And she doesn't have to bump once. It mm-hmm. gives you so many options for that storytelling. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. really like options are endless. I really like, especially like intergender tag team things yeah. just because it also like, opens things up to the future where it's like, if you do want to lead to like singles and her gender matches, singles, mm-hmm. like same gender matches. There's mm-hmm. just like you, you're just there for each other. There's no real like gender, like, like there's no real gender to like being there for someone that has your back. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good point. Someone brought up earlier. Um, I can't remember cause the beer's kicking in, but um, <laughs> someone brought up how, like, like it's it's not believable. Um, it's derailed because I'm. Um, hold on, it'll come back. It's like a lazy Susan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoever brought it up, I'm going to take credit it. for it either way. Yeah, so don't either worry. way, it's Mark. Oh, like it's it's done well. Like someone brought up the people who are super. I'm going to go with super anti uh, intergender mm-hmm. without any other like any other layers behind that. I'm going to take it at face value. Is because they've seen it done wrong but that's like another thing though like i always see the big argument it's always like it's always a veteran posting a video of like a woman taking like a shitty bump or Mm -hmm. taking a bump off a a weapon but here's the thing are you like running to your facebook when like one of like the boys takes a shitty bump like are you outraged like that guy needs to be removed off the roster and he should be ashamed of himself like you better be like in like you would just be on facebook all day in the business do you remember the the kimberly controversy yes that's uh, that's actually what i was referring to how many years ago was that that was had to have been like Three or four it was years, years ago, ago, but people are still bitching about it. That's the funny thing. Like, who did she Wait, took? A, so it was. Uh, are you sure it wasn't the Candace one when she took the no. uh, Cedric's finisher? No, it this was, was Kimberly, Kimberly. Where she took, yeah, no, that was awesome. She yeah, was that awesome. was bang. I was there took for a that. Buckle that was bomb great. or something oh, wow. out of it. Yeah, she took a buckle bomb, but I think it was. And then there was, it was another a brutal thing. buckle bomb. Yeah, like, yeah. It, was it was bad. bad. Was it her and Keith Lee? No, no, somebody. I can't remember. But it was. It was the buckle bomb, and then it later. There was a move onto a chair and she landed wrong. Yeah. Which, uh, disclaimer, that can help happen to anyone. That can happen with an yeah, Like, match. it can happen between the two best people. Like, technically in that match, it was it two had, of the best people. It, it happened between Kimberly, Finn Balor like, and, uh, and Seth Rollins when he took yes. a bad buckle bomb. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. It, it, it happens, happens all the time. It happened to Sting. It, it happens in shows <laughs> that happen so every week. you can't week. say it's Constantly. like, oh, it's yes. the dude. And you don't the dude's going to hurt the woman. Like. No. Paige is not wrestling because someone gave her a shitty strike to the neck. Yeah. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A strike is the reason Paige is probably never going to see 
unfortunately, the inside of a wrestling ring. So you can't tell me that, oh, it's because the dude's going to hurt the girl. Yeah. Again, there's so many other layers yeah. under that that you, you have, have to peel time. back. Well, like, yeah. I want to see, like, how you interact in your family. Like, what morals are you treating your daughter? Like, how are you treating your daughters? Like, what morals are you teaching them? Again, there's so many layers that guys don't want to peel back. Mm -hmm. It's, again, like, how how can I get my little bit of sexism out with, with while still being, like, the family guy? Yeah. Like, we know what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's obvious. There's protective impulses that come out of insecure places, and it's just, like, they're not willing to step back and interrogate the reasons why they feel this way. They just feel that way yeah. because it's a protective impulse. And it's like, that's great, but like clearly these women don't need pr your protection. Yeah. They're also they are also the same professionals that you are yes. like paying to see when you are paying your ticket to see the male wrestlers. Yeah, you're paying exactly. for me just as much as you're paying for them. You, right. You really are. You are paying for this same realm and within that realm are professionals who like our practice professionals at this craft. Like, Absolutely. We it, all train just the same. Yeah, we yeah. all train together. Just the same thing. Yeah. We all set up rings just the same. We all train just the same. We like know yeah. exactly the same thing. It's just when and where you put us in the ring. Yeah. Like circling back to that Kimberly moment. I remember it. Yeah. I remember being, a, are you finding this bomb? I'm, I'm rewatching it right now. So I, I, I remember when I saw it, the, my first initial response, and this was a couple years ago, was, it'll be in the chat room on the live Facebook. If anybody does want to see it, it is kind of sick, and you know, uh, it, it doesn't look good. It'd be, no, it's, yeah. it's bad. I remember seeing it, and my first instinct was, if they did that for shock value, shame on them. Right. Okay. If that's right. just something they did as a shock value of like he power bombed a woman, how Whoa. dare? Then okay, shame on you guys because that's just dumb. And I go, and I because I actually was on. Connor's podcast when Matt still had a podcast. Shout out to Matt Connor, Wrestling with Death. It's dead. Um, <laughs> the podcast is dead. I was on that podcast like a week after this happened. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, if the story, because it was like something where, like, I can't remember who the wrestlers were, but the guy was feuding it's with like, a, her boyfriend. It's Chris Dickinson. Okay. That, that executed the move. Yes. yes. And he was just on, and actually, he was just on Blackcraft, and I think yeah. there was a pretty bad botch on that, too. So, he was feuding with, like, her... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. feuding with her was boyfriend. That one. And yeah. then, so he powerbombed her as, like, a, you know, F you to him. Yeah. And I was like, if that's the story, and that's the, 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 the payoff to it, and that's yeah. the build to, you know, Chris Dickerson versus her boyfriend, then we've wasted it. Yeah. But, I go, if they come out the next show... And he beats the shit out of her boyfriend, mm -hmm. and out comes Kimberly out of the thing, and she makes the save. Ooh. Then that makes now it you got a story, and now yeah. you're actually doing business yeah. where people are going to put money down to pay to see something. That's what's killing me about this. About so someone shouted out Candace LeRae earlier, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. like, of course, we talk about Candace LeRae a lot because like she is like probably the highest profile of of wrestler She's right now. She's the queen of women. Yeah. Well, she yeah. has the biggest like intergender background and has reached NXT. So like, she's in a, in a really mainstream forum. But all the great things that she did in her career as a wrestler, as an intergender wrestler before she went to NXT are being like completely negated in NXT, despite the fact that they had the perfect opportunity mm -hmm. to merge her talents mm -hmm. and like storyline which in a lot of intergender wrestling matches i will say the one argument that has a little bit of water just because like it's kind of true in that a lot of intergender storyline uh, matches don't have a build storyline yeah like you can develop a storyline within the ring and that's totally legit and awesome mm -hmm. but like 
in Candace's case, she could wrestle the guy who is like tormenting her husband. Mm -hmm. And this is like a real storyline that they've developed with these two guys now. And it's really effective. And like she had perfect, they had perfect moments to use that and they didn't. Yeah. And that sucks. And, the, and they could come around to it again. And I, I feel. think. I think. And the, and, 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 and Champa, yeah. Champa is is such a piece of crap that you can like do some interesting things yeah. with that. Yeah. I think. I think the the thing is with that, and as someone on 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 a writer standpoint, I go, okay. So if we get to Candace versus Champa, how do I make that that it's about? Candace versus Champa, and not, and not just Johnny another step yeah. for yeah. Johnny to be the knight in shining. That's so it's not saint. like, did you know that they're married? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, how do you write that story? And I, I and I don't have the answer. And, and I mean, they pay a lot of those people a lot of money to have that answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean. And there is an answer. Like, I have that answer, but like, they would never do it. <laughs> I, right. Like, I would say, like, have them just like power bomber through fucking table. <laughs> have them just like mm-hmm. do yeah. something. Like absolutely, like disgusting. Like, yeah. in, in which I think if anyone could get away with it at this point in NXT or WWE, it would be Choppa because he's just like such a scum of the earth human yeah, being. Exactly. Yeah. That exactly. I think if he they were to cross that border with any uh with anything right now, it could it could very well be that. Because that would make the most sense. Yeah. Well, guys, we're hitting uh, about an hour of this conversation <laughs> that wasn't about Tim Burton. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to kind of go around the horn and get some final thoughts about okay. uh, where we're going with intergender wrestling, where you uh, kind of want to see it go here shortly, and how, how quick do you think we're going to get there? All right. Well, we start with me. I, we will start with Marcus. Okay. Has he, has he figured out his storyline yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and I'll get there. I Trust yeah. me. I have been really really happy uh that the company i got to take the helm of uh was what we'll call a tip of the spear hopefully in pittsburgh uh in the in this um when brandon and i started it we had a lot of conversation about development and talent and and a big part of that was the women in the area getting that opportunity and not just okay the same four matches with each other let's do this so i the Two things that I've been very passionate about over the last couple of years have been intergender wrestling and tag team wrestling. I think they're the two uh, best ways to tell stories in wrestling today. They're the, the way that you can do it uh, the most differently. And the fact that we have been able to do tag teams, factions that are intergender. We've done six person. We've done eight person. We've done, I mean, I think Badger's done every Every version, every version of every intergender match that we can do now uh, over a rise. Except one on one hint, hint. We, we, we were supposed to do one last time. You couldn't make it. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yell at me. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get. We'll get that one for you. Um, but uh, to me, I think uh, it was a test in a very rural area mm-hmm. with a very old school fan base. I was going to say, is it is it that rural fan base or is it like wrestling fans? Like, what are you seeing there? We have a very, very rural fan base and a very mm. wrestling You guys are base. an hour south of Pittsburgh, yeah. very close to the West Virginia we're very, border. We're closer to Morgantown than we are to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. so that gives you an idea there. So it gives you a little bit of an it's idea. It's not a the city Walmart crowd. is huge. It's yeah. like the biggest attraction. Yeah. The, the, I believe the county fair was... Yeah. The next street over yeah. from your show, so, and you still drew very yeehaw. well. Ah, we, yeah. 
So in that area, the fact that we have never had a complaint by any fan. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had complaints about, I've had complaints for people that work there. Uh, they didn't like it. They don't know. They're not there anymore. Well, that's fine. Um, but never had a fan complaint. And I will say this again, some of our biggest social media stuff that's hit has been intergender stuff. Yes. Um, I will say one of our most liked photos that's ever done is bulk nasty versus badger where she's screaming at him and not standing down. It has been one of our biggest social media posts that we've ever done. And it, kind of clue me in of like this is this is becoming acceptable mm -hmm. and it's not just becoming acceptable it's becoming wanted and once you do that business follows and people are putting money down to see it and money will always speak above morals above anything you want to do if you want to do like we want to do it because we thought it was the right thing to do but at this point we'd be dumb not to because the money's there yeah. eventually right. right so it's i think it's going from uh, I think having a women's division in a wrestling company is the new curve. If you want to be ahead of that curve and you want to be ground, like be on that intergender wrestling is ahead of the curve mm -hmm. and you only have maybe a year, maybe two years until See. that's the curve. Okay. Yeah. Right. Emily, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything. I, I, I think it's funny to talk about like the Rise audience, uh, like the one that you guys draw out from that area because... Rise with a Y. I rise, don't say it enough. Rise with a Y. <laughs> I will put that out. Um, so I don't drive. So getting out to Connellsville is difficult for me and uh, my partner has a bad back. So it's like getting out that hour drive is like not always feasible. Um, so I follow what I can. But when I talk to people, especially when I referred to the card this past month and with the you know various intergender matches, um, I immediately had more people who I was talking to be like, "Oh shit, we gotta we gotta drive out there. We didn't see this. We have to see this match." So like you're you're still getting the following you're getting from around that area, and you're that's not hurting your following. But I tell you what, like those intergender matches, most locals don't have them, mm -hmm. and so that's gonna bring people out in the city, and they're gonna take that hour drive to see that because I talk to people in other major cities whose locals don't even do intergender matches, and they want that too. So yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's like the new, the new curve ahead yeah. where people are wanting it. They are praising it. It's getting more attention. It's getting more legitimate attention. Like it's getting more attention of like the legitimate fashion where it's like, you know. At, like news media outlets like Sports Illustrated are running full stories about it and and offering a perspective that's like much more rounded and and encompassing of the professionals involved than say some of the like more curious pieces that might have been done years ago. So I can only see things going up. And I was delighted to be wrong about All In. On the Talking Honor podcast before I went to All In, I predicted that like aside from Jordan Grace, we weren't going to see any other moments because I just couldn't get that lucky. But there were at least a couple other intergender wrestling moments. I mean, there were women who were, were involved in bumps and, and et cetera. But like Joey Janela was involved in a match and Penelope was in there and she Penelope was giving was it to badass. Mm -hmm. She yeah, she wasn't just interfering. Like she was in there. She was giving like Rana's and like she like love her. She was flipping around the ring and like like, you know, kicking ass, too. So mm -hmm. like that was legitimately intergender wrestling moment in that show. That girl and got respect at the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> 
I'm just going to say. I mean, right? There, there's there's right? context. You don't, they don't just give you respect. No, they do not. You they have to, no, they do not. You have to earn the respect. The pay goes free. That's true. That's true. But yeah, so like in a house like All In, like in amongst 10,000 fans, uh, many of whom would probably consider themselves a little bit more like of the dude realm of wrestling mm-hmm. fans, everybody was into it. And you mentioned about Rise being the only one doing it. This is amongst, uh, if my latest count is correct, uh, one of six promotions in the greater Pencil- uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Yeah. Right? So, and, yeah. Well, and, and uh, shout out where it's due because they don't do it regularly, but Jinx had a phenomenal intergender match at IWC with Jackson Argos. That is true. And Jackson, so and Jackson was in the chat room reminding us that you kicked them in the ding-ding. I did. Yes. Um, and I was going to come on here and say that I do find great pride in the fact that we were the first ever legitimate intergender singles match in IWC history. Yes. I take a lot of pride in that, even if that wasn't the original plan and I had to be a backup for Jonathan Gresham, which is terrifying in itself. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Now you just gotta... I'm a technician. Now you just have to wrestle Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, God. Close it. You're just a squid instead of the octopus. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, I'm my the, gosh. I'm the shrimp. <laughs> The prawn. I'm the shrimp. Little scram. (laughs) Jinx the scram. Final thoughts, Jinx? Um, Like how you always say, where do you think women's wrestling's going when you have us on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. I think that women's wrestling is bleeding into men's wrestling. And like you said, we're not being treated like the wolf boy and (laughs) go see the two-headed goat at the fair anymore. And just... Not, and I think the next step beyond intergender wrestling is to get to a point where it's not even labeled as intergender wrestling. It's just come see a match. And we, people aren't there seeing it like, ooh, let's see men and women fight. They're here seeing it like this is just a different avenue that was never explored before. There's so many different stories and so many different things that can be done now that it's not even it's going beyond intergender wrestling and just like, let's go see wrestling. Awesome. Badger. Um, my, my biggest thing is to, especially the veterans, but just really anyone in general who again is, um, having the, the outrage. Um, I really want to see your outrage in other places. Like, Hey, let's make sure these women who don't have their tits out get booked just as much as the women with their tits out. I'd really want to make sure that the women are also getting, you know, paid fairly and is just as much as the men. Like, I want to really see, like, if you're truly that outraged over women standing up to a man, like, I want to see you, like, donating to Planned Parenthood. I want to see you, like, standing up and donating to, like, women's shelters. Like, you have to realize that you are kind of stepping into territory where I want to, again, I, is it about your morals or is it about your fragile male ego? So just understand that it's very obvious, um, no matter how you try to spin it or, and, and I get it. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not discrediting your feelings. Like you have every right to feel the way you feel. And also, you know, to have your opinions. Like I would never try to say like, you're not allowed to feel this way. You're not allowed to think this way. I just want you to really unpack it for yourself and be like, where is my outrage really? Is it because the business is evolving and I'm uncomfortable with it evolving? Or is it, 
because I genuinely have a fear for these women I'm assuming are made out of glass. So that's kind of my only thing with uh, it, it's mainly it, it is one generation and I'm not trying to call them out. And again, like Marcus said, I am not taking away everything they've laid the ground for us and everything like that. Um, it's just, again, I want you to really sit down and unpack where your outrage is coming from. As far as where women's wrestling is going, and this is kind of like Marcus was saying, like, like ideas, and again, like my ideas are shit, so just you know, take it with a grain of salt. But my thing I've always wanted to see, I've always had this like, you know, like wrestling, like if I could write, like everyone's always like, if you could build a, a, a match or a feud or whatever, I always wanted to see like the cocky, like the only character I've always like seen in my head is the Miz or like someone very Miz-like. I really just want to see like him dominating, of course, via cheating and, and all that other shit. But I really want to see him open like an open challenge and someone like I would even give and, and you know my thoughts if anyone's watched these podcasts before everyone knows my thoughts about Ronda Rousey but like the Miz coming out and like something believable too, like the the Intercontinental Championship or you know the the US title or something like that being like I'm issuing an open challenge to anyone in the back room and then Ronda walks out. And if that, first of all, the crowd should just lose their shit right there. And of course, like Miss would play it off like, honey, like autographs will be later, totally playing it off. And then she shows up and she keeps like, and all the odds, of course, are stacked against her. Like they're going to make her go through like rounds of shit and number one contender. And she maybe gets like almost there and gets screwed. And then um, and I'm not a fan of her, but even someone like Linda McMahon walks out and is like, no, you're going to like, WrestleMania, you're going to SummerSlam, you're going to the mm. Royal Rumble, and you get this title shot. Like, you mm. get a redo. And then she wins it. Because, you know, I'm always a big fan of, like, ever since, like, seeing China do it, I'm always going to be a fan of women holding that title. And again, it can be done. It, it's mm. not rocket science. It just has to be done well. Yeah. yeah. So. And we've yeah. talked about this, and, and I'll, and this isn't spoil, not spoiling anything, because I, I run a company. Um, <laughs> But, so, one of the big things about our company is we have only one title. Mm. Um, we don't have a mid-card title. We don't have a women's title. We don't even have tag titles yet. 2019, we are having tag titles. Don't worry. Um, we're growing. First. We're growing. Um, I will say this. And, 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 and props for not rushing that. Yes. We're trying to build something, especially at this one title. So, our grand championship, the line has always been anyone can compete for this title. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, in 2019, you will see a woman in the main event competing for our title. Like it will be, it will happen in 2019. Um, now that is a hefty thing to say to all the women on my roster, because including the one sitting right here. Yes, because that is a main event spot and you've got to get there. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the right person. It's got to be the right time. It's got to, you know, and so we're not just giving it away. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not just saying that as a, but I do have confidence in the women on my roster that they can get to that main event level and can main event a show for our title. Exactly. I really do. So I, I, I would put money down in 2019. You will see a woman competing for our title. Awesome. Some great yeah. comments on Justin out there saying, hey, Rise is worth the drive. Go check it out. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, I, 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 we'll have links to everybody's social media and your podcast as, as well uh, here. Everybody I still check don't out. know what my Twitter is. <laughs> this is why I didn't ask. Uh, but, uh, but but thank you, everybody. If you want to see what Rise is doing, Rise with Y, uh, uh, check out Rise Wrestling on Facebook. Or Rise with an I. They're doing, great they're doing good stuff, too. But I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's all women. I got, I got a lot of heat when they're like, where are you from? And I was like, Rise. <laughs> 
They're like, they're like, let's go fuck up their shit. I'm like, no, please. I like them. Uh, but, but go check out Rise Wrestling over at IndieWrestling.us. We have all the shows since February up on there. And uh, the majority of the shows are also a part of the IndieWrestling.us network. Uh, you can uh, sign up over there for a free trial. You can go check it out for free and see some of these matches that we've been talking about over there. Uh, indie wrestling and dot us and the indie wrestling dot us network thank you everybody for com- coming on thank you the great chat room for a, kind of a, a wednesday late wednesday evening we had a tremendous uh chat hanging out there i think half the rise roster and uh and uh front mm-hmm. office were in this in the chat as well uh so thank you everybody uh for that please check out everything again at indie wrestling dot us the past interviews we've done uh with a lot of people that are on the panel and so much more and wrestling mayhem show.com and until next time please support Intergender wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.